I'm Father Paul Donison, and this is Praying with the Saints. Each episode will contain a shortened evening prayer service and also an opportunity for me to share a story from the life of a saint, an ordinary Christian like you and me who sought to follow Jesus in their generation. We're using the Book of Common Prayer 2019, and you can download the liturgy sheet off our website. And if you have a BCP 2019, you can turn to page 41, where evening prayer begins. But some of you will already have these words memorized. And for others, perhaps you'll simply want to listen and have these words prayed over you tonight. And we're encouraging you to share it with others. Tonight, I want to tell you about a man considered to be the father of American Anglicanism. This is the story of William Augustus Muhlenberg. Let us quiet our hearts before Almighty God. Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm this evening is Psalm 108 on page 415 of the prayer book. O God, my heart is fixed, my heart is firmly fixed. I will sing and give praise with the best that I have. Awake, my soul, awake, lute and harp. I myself will awake in the dawn. I will give thanks unto you, O Lord, among the peoples, and I will sing praises unto you among the nations. For the greatness of your mercy reaches to the heavens and your faithfulness to the clouds. Exalt yourself, O God of the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth, that your beloved may be delivered. Save me by your right hand and answer me. God has spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice and divide Shechem and parcel out the valley of Sukkot. Gilead is mine and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the helmet for my head. Judah is my scepter. Moab is my washpot. Over Edom I will cast my shoe. Over Philistia I will triumph. Who will lead me into the strong city? And who will bring me into Edom? Have you forsaken us, O God? And will you not, O God, go forth with our hosts? O help us against the enemy, for vain is the help of man. Through God we will do great acts. 
for it is he who shall tread down our enemies. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the end, all the titles and honorifics bestowed on a person mean very little in comparison with the legacy that they leave. Let me tell you the story of William Muhlenberg. He was born in Philadelphia in 1796 to a prominent family. His great-grandfather, Henry Melchior Muhlenberg, a German Lutheran pastor who came as a missionary to Pennsylvania, was considered the father of American Lutheranism. Despite William's rich Lutheran heritage, he was drawn toward Anglicanism. After graduating from the University of Pennsylvania, he was ordained in 1817 in the Episcopal Church. He served in smaller, less influential parishes, was never made a bishop, and yet two decades after William's death, journalist Frederick Cook Morehouse wrote of him, not a bishop but a priest, his influence upon the American Anglican Church was greater, perhaps, than that of any other man. See, William's influence was in education, in worship, and in church unity. William influenced Christian education. Though he had benefited himself from a rigorous classical education, William was concerned that children also needed to be formed as Christians. And so at the age of 30, he founded a boys' private school called the Flushing Institute, providing a rigorous classical education paired with daily participation in prayer book services and moral education. It was a novel idea that would end up catching on in residential schools throughout the United States in the years to come. He also influenced worship. He proposed and tested many liturgical practices that were novel for Anglicans in the 19th century, but many of these practices are now standard in our churches today. For example, William introduced the use of the white surplice to be worn by the priest and by the choir. He introduced the chanting of the Psalms, various Holy Week practices, and for the first time within the American Anglican Church, he proposed the weekly celebration of Holy Communion. He was criticized by many as attempting to Romanize the church. But William was, in fact, relatively low church and evangelical in his theology. He simply wanted worship to be conducted in a spirit of reverence and beauty. He responded to criticism with humility and humor. For example, when criticized for adding a processional cross, he replied to one of his parishioners, Ah, well, then we will have to change the processional to onward Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus stuck behind the door. Finally, William influenced Christian unity, both internally and externally. Internally, he was concerned with the division of the classes within the church. After a sabbatical in England in 1843 at the age of 47, William returned to the United States and built Church of the Holy Communion in New York City. It was a free church, which meant it would not allow for any pews to be sold or rented. This nearly universal practice in the Episcopal Church was the main source of a church's income as wealthy families would own or rent pews, 
keeping them segregated from the poorer classes. William made the rich and the poor sit together. He also influenced church unity externally as he worked to bring unity between denominations, seeking to relax the restrictions on Anglicans having communion with other Christians and Anglican bishops ordaining people from other former denominations. This was, it turns out, too radical an idea for his time, but his work influenced future ecumenical changes that became standard within the American church. William died April the 8th, 1877, and Edwin Harwood, an Anglican colleague, wrote of him, The church never saw fit to invest him with official honors. He was not sought after by our largest parishes. His voice was not heard in our general conventions. No diocese called him to the office of bishop. But people in distress, however, sought his counsel, and strong men went to him for advice. These words of Matthew 25, verse 23, speak to the life of William Augustus Muhlenberg. The master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. This is the story of William Muhlenberg, the story of an ordinary saint that God empowered to impact his generation with the gospel. May his story inspire you and remind you that God is still in the business of empowering ordinary saints today. Let us confess we believe in the words of the Apostles' Creed, saying together, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us, and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. 
Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. A Collect for Peace O God, the source of all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to your servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. A Collect for Aid Against Perils Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A Night Prayer Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. Let us conclude this evening with prayer number 103, Preparation for Public Worship, on page 676 of the prayer book. Guide and direct us, O Lord, always and everywhere with your holy light, that we may discern with clear vision your presence among us and partake with worthy intention of your divine mysteries. We ask this for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. This concludes this evening's podcast, and I'm glad you joined us for Praying with the Saints. If this prayer podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to subscribe at ChristChurchPlano.org, and we encourage you to share this with your friends. I'm Father Paul Donison, and I'm looking forward to praying with you next time. Until then, I pray that you would have a peaceful night and a perfect rest. <laughs>